When Nursir Yassin, founder of Nas Daily, announced that he was going to move to Singapore, he received a lot of backlash. Mostly known as Nas, the guy who made one video a day for a thousand days and traveled the world, he received backlash for a lot of reasons, which you are free to Google. But in this episode, I want to focus on this one. Why choose Singapore when it's such a quote from all the comments I read, a racist, anti-LGBTQ plus and burnt out culture dictatorship? I was quite shocked by the negative reactions Nas received on his announcement as I myself hold Singapore dear to my heart and dream of moving there too one day. I started to read the comments in more depth and yes, coming from someone who has lived in Malaysia and been to Singapore, I can acknowledge that all the reasons they gave to not move to Singapore were valid. I've seen this in Malaysia too, where people of Chinese origin have more unspoken advantages and people of Indian origin are discriminated against the most. I know that LGBTQ relationships are taboo and illegal. I witnessed how hard everyone worked only to burn out and have no work-life balance. I've lived all of this in Malaysia and all of the other reasons it would be a bad choice. But this doesn't dissuade me from wanting to move there at all. Knowing all of that doesn't change anything. Besides, Mauritius, where I am, isn't better. We are far from accepting LGBTQ plus relationships in legal terms. And I'm constantly being discriminated against as the minority and there is no work-life balance simply because there is just no life after 6 p.m. here or on Sundays for that matter. <gasps> Shock for Asians, I know. Well, all the places that are forward-thinking and that open later are places which are only accessible by car and public transport is really bad which, if you look at it from a Southeast Asian perspective, makes this country elitist and only meant to attract rich people. The simple life I love to live back in Southeast Asia can't be replicated here. There, the amount of freedom you could have didn't directly correlate with how much money you made or how much you can put towards a car loan. On the other hand, a lot of people love it here. They love a chill life, hanging out at the beach while enjoying luxury at five-star hotels or restaurants. They love getting lost in the beauty of nature and just do nothing on Sundays. Except maybe to have a refreshing beer, I guess. A paradise for a lot of you, right? But my version of paradise is all about convenience and minimalism. I dream to have everything I need within walking distance from my house. I dream to commute for less than an hour for work every day in an air-conditioned, clean and safe vehicle, such as MRTs and LRTs. I want to be able to wander around at night without worrying about missing the last bus and knowing that the streets are alive, buzzing with delicious food and with fancy cafes. 
I could say more cliche things like, I want to live in a place where I feel like I belong with a strong sense of community. But frankly, in my situation, all I want to say is, I want to live in a place where I will never ever have to worry about transport. And that's the Southeast Asian cities for you. No car, no problem. No metro, also no problem. We have 24-7 grab car. As for NAS, well, you know that Singapore is among the top three of the best countries to do business, right? Yes! And the fact that he comes from Israel means that he will most likely find most of the negative sides of Singapore to be quite bearable. So where does that leave you? That's when you've got to realize that there is no such thing as a perfect country to live in and to know where in the world you should live, you should first learn about yourself and your lifestyle goals. As simple as that. Well, not so simple, right? Alright, I'm going to give you a few questions for you to answer in your own time which will help you choose your ideal place to live. Here you go. How to find your ideal home 101. First question. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Like literally where? In a buzzing city? Out in the wild? Big house? Studio apartment? Visualize the ideal location for you. No specific country, just create your own ideal city like you're playing The Sims and note down everything. Question 2. What does work-life balance mean to you? Or how invested are you in your work? Frankly, with this blog, it seems I work as twice as much as I should be, and I don't mind. I'm slowly going more towards work-life integration, which is basically accepting work as part of your life and yourself. Eventually, you get to decide how much of it you want. Burnout culture or routine culture? Your pick. Question 3. Where are the people that matter to you the most? At this point in my life, I value my friendships more than ever as most of my time is spent at work, but most of my friends are abroad from Canada to Australia and the majority are, yes, in Malaysia. Can't say that I don't value my family as much, but as you grow your wings, you've got to fly out of the nest. Question 4. What's your preferred climate? Going to Malaysia made me appreciate countries that only have one season all year round. Well, they do have a rainy season, but climate-wise, it's stable all year long, and I love it. I love Mother Nature's routine. Not its unpredictability like going from summer to winter without notice. Also, some people prefer cold countries and others prefer hot ones. Question 5. How far from the city do you want to be? Do you hate commuting? Do you mind driving to everything? For how long would you prefer to be on the road if you had to travel to the city for your daily needs every day? Question 6. What's your preferred mode of transport? Living in Malaysia woke up something that was always there inside of me somehow. My obsession with public transport. In Mauritius, I love to learn the bus routes, codes, and their operating time. And in Malaysia, I was pretty much the LRT expert. I knew how to get around at any time of the day and readily gave my friends transport advice. 
I knew this railway map by heart and took pride in it. So, what's your traveling expertise? Question 7. Food? What's the food you love to eat the most? What's the food you miss the most? How convenient do you want your food to be? Do you love cooking or are you willing to join the eating out culture? Number 8. What's your financial priority? Okay, so back to a more serious topic. What do you love spending on the most? Or what do you want to spend on in the long run? Do you want to invest in property? Or are you satisfied with renting? Do you actually want to buy a car in the future? For example, as you may know, Singapore has a specific quota of cars allowed on the road, so you can't just buy a car there. It's a whole financial process you will have to go through. Question 9. Simple life or fancy life? Pick the ideal lifestyle for you. Do you just want to live simply, surrounded by beautiful art and books, or do you dream of that fancy house and going to five-star restaurants every night? Finally, question 10. How much would you like to travel overseas? Mauritius has one of the biggest disadvantages a country could have for an explorer like me. It's far from every country, which makes it super expensive for me to travel because the air ticket would often total the sum of money I would actually spend in that country for those same holidays. I want to travel every year, but it wouldn't be wise financially here. That's it for the questions to ask yourself to find out where you should live. After you have all the answers to all of them, you can go and Google all the places which fit that description of your dream lifestyle. And who knows, you may as well find out that your ideal home country is right where you are now. Thank you for listening.